All right, Holly, I'm going to get started. So if you want to hop on, just give me an eye contact of like, yeah, I'm coming so I can get you in. Wow, that was a big time freezing on my part. <laughs> Make eye contact so I know when you're coming. Hop on. That, I think that one makes the, the cut for the intro. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Luke hit the harmony. Folks, welcome back to Flying Casual and All Game of Thongs podcast i i I joke i joke Uh, friends we're back officially i know how you're saying right now mike how many times can you say you're back before the podcast just ends this is the last one because we're back because there's so much awesome star wars content coming that i can't miss out on and that my friends is andor and we're going to talk about it but there's a lot that we have to catch up on i'm pretty sure we blew past the book of boba fett i don't even think the book of boba fett's been mentioned on this podcast in over a year so i don't i mean we podcasted once in the past eight months so welcome back all of you flying casual listeners uh it's it's luke and i tonight because you know we still haven't figured out this whole you know raising a baby and trying to podcast thing it's a big challenge uh, I kid you not, tonight we were really pumped. We're like, we're podcasting tonight. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Holly sits down on the chair to podcast. Baby wakes up. So Holly is trying to get that baby back to sleep so she can join us. But it's just Luke and I tonight. Uh, Luke, you know, we gave you, you know, three months paid off here on the podcast and some nice r&r to, to get away from from star wars and and you know sometimes the the toxicity in the fandom sometimes you just have to take a three-month hiatus um and, and miss out on one of the biggest productions in star wars in recent history but that's okay we're gonna get to it um because we've got you know the next hour or so whatever we want to do to talk about it but luke h- how have you been for the past three months um hopefully watching star wars but how how have things been uh for you my friend oh just dandy i've been star wars and here and there i'm I'm a little stuck on a song parody ever since you said luke and i tonight something like uh (laughs) luke and i tonight cc won't let mama go till she sees the night but you know, other than that, you know, I've got I've got more of those if we need some. So, oh, I think this might just become a song parody podcast, and every every week you get a little something new, but it's just like a five minute podcast that you know requires so little effort. Um, that's fantastic. Let's do that, Luke. So, you heard it here first. It's a song parody podcast going forward, uh, and Luke just gave you the first one. Who wrote that song? That, that's um, who did take me home tonight? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Is that any money? I don't know. It might, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. We're, people are yelling at us right now. <laughs> no, it was Hall and Oates. No, it wasn't Hall and Oates. Okay. Uh, but we could probably make one to like Sarah Smile or Rich Girl or something like that. Um, yeah, it'll come to us. Phrasing. Um, 
Yeah, it's any money. I any got money. that one right. Dude, you nailed it. I should have known. I never should have questioned uh, you and, and, and your song mastery. But so, Luke, one of the biggest Star Wars podcasts, part, well, not us, productions in recent history happened several months back. And we're just now getting – I'm not talking about the Book of Boba Fett, folks, okay? Because I just ah, – I don't know, Luke. You want to take five seconds to tell me what you thought of the Book of Boba Fett before we never talk about it again? I mean, I had fun with it, and I think they. But the, the downside is the knock on it. You could say is like, like my one of my favorite episodes wasn't about Boba Fett. Yeah, uh, you exactly. know, and they. I love to see Luke and Ahsoka and Grogu, and uh, you know, Dinjarin all all together again. Yeah. That was that was quite the combo. Um, but no, all in all, I really enjoyed. You know, I think that I think where the series was the most uh, interesting and the most unique was when uh, when Boba was in with the uh, with the Tuscans really yeah. deep in their culture. Definitely. And then it got a little, you know, kind of wild and crazy when it was into the <laughs> the mega battle sequence yeah. at the end, uh, which wasn't my like biggest thing, but yeah. enjoyable. But I, I liked, you know, to see his his cultural Tuscan awakening. Yeah, it was nice. We knew he had to have some sort of enlightening, and 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 that was it. it that was like you said, that's the most enjoyable. I just after we'll talk about this probably a little bit later, but after watching Obi Wan and um, the Mandalorian, maybe we'll we'll kind of see where we put these three productions on 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 a on a you know one two three scale. It's probably pretty obvious after hearing us talk about it, but. It just, you know, I think after seeing it, I, I just prefer Boba Fett to be a, a mystery, just kind of a mystery guy. I, I think that's, you know, how some people felt about Han Solo when the Han Solo movie came out. I enjoyed the Han Solo movie. I really enjoyed the story and everything. The book of Boba Fett, I, I, I what story? You know, I but just, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, props to, to Mira Morrison, just live in life. Oh, just have a ball. <laughs> If you haven't seen it yet, watch the YouTube video of the Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary panel yeah. at Celebration, and uh, what a what an experience of a lifetime if you were there in person. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> Tamira Morrison was just in rare form, just loving the spotlight, storytelling, joking Absolutely. around. Um, that was such an enjoyable watch, just on the YouTube version. Absolutely. Of that panel, so. Uh, Go go to Mira Morrison, you know. I, I think uh, it's. I don't think it's going to go down as the the greatest Star Wars series ever, but just great for him. He's such a such a like genuine uh, great dude that got to have a you know a starring role in a series like that. That, that was great. Absolutely, and I thought every five minutes they were going to cut him off and let someone else talk, but he just kept going. But he'll probably be back. He'll probably be kind of you know. Like a, like a Mark Hamill at, at Celebration nowadays. He's probably just have his own panel because um, he's a storyteller, which is fantastic. And, and he, he is just a good guy. Um, and you could tell with um, I'm forgetting his name now who played young Boba. That's terrible. It's been a long time uh, since we Daniel Logan, Daniel Logan. Yeah. And how much of an inspiration tomorrow was to him and, and to others. Um, you know, it, it just. That that was really great to hear that from from him. I never really understood that relationship between the two of them. So that was that was really awesome, and, and I'm sure we'll see more of those guys. Um, so shout out to them getting that recognition uh, during the episode two panel. Um, 
and I'm sure we'll get another season or something. Um, but Obi-Wan Kenobi. Luke, a lot of anticipation for this series. And, you know, years ago, we were hearing this is going to be a movie. Um, and then, you know, we're told it's going to be a television series. And we're all like, okay, that's great. You know, they can flesh out a lot of story there. That's what we want. And after seeing this production, I kind of went back and said, you know what? I kind of wish it would have been a movie. I kind I kind of. Maybe that would have tightened things up a little bit. I don't know. And I know that's pretty selfish and we should just be appreciative. We've got a, a Star Wars uh, production, especially with Ewan McGregor and, and, and Hayden Christensen um, and, and James Earl Jones. That was another surprise. It, it, you would not even have thought it would have happened unless you watched the credits at the end. Um, but I, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about the – I mean it's only six episodes. They're each – I what, maybe 45 minutes if that – how do you feel about that, Luke? Would you are you happy with with you know I guess the story, the length of the story we've got? Do you think they could have tightened it up in a two and a half hour movie or something like that? Yeah, I think there were there were parts you could see how it had been stretched from an originally you know conceptualized as a movie, yeah. to now like no, we're going to do a series, so we got a little bit more time to play with. Uh, you know, you you could feel that at, at points, but I think uh, what what I what sticks with me from it is. Uh, I, I could probably have told you what the general arc of Kenobi as a character was going to be in the show. Yeah. And so much of my thoughts center on that last episode, which I think, you know, dominates the discussion when you're looking back on it. Yeah. And I could have told you almost all the main beats and, and points that were going to occur be- between him and Vader. But uh, Ewan and, you know, Deborah Chow is the director and Hayden and whoever else, you know, was involved with all the the production, you know, executed it so well that even though I kind of like knew the beats we were going to get. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The The last episode was was emotionally powerful. Yeah. And for me, the, the big the big, you know, curveball is is young Leia. Yeah. Um, going into it, you know. I had in the back of my head, young Leia, young Luke are around. Yeah. I very much expected young Luke to be in the show and or young Leia. And then they revealed in those teaser trailers that, oh yeah, there is young Luke. Yeah. But that kind of throws you off the scent of Leia. And all all your focus is like, oh, yep, young Luke, young Luke's going to be in it. But even with, with either of those characters at that point in time, I didn't expect either of them to be such a prominent. Yeah. I mean, she's the co-star. Emily is the co-star, and it's a risk to put a a kid that age, yeah, basically as the the second <laughs> lead in the show. 100%. And I, I think, um, you know, Vivian Lyra Blair. I think she was excellent. I really enjoyed her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you know. <laughs> I think I talked to a friend who who didn't enjoy her as much, and um, it was in a conversation with. It was three of us, one friend who didn't have kids um, and then two of us who have kids and two of us who have girls as yeah. well. And, uh, you know, the one friend who wasn't as high on, on young, young Leia um, was the one without kids. And then the two dads of girls enjoyed her more. So I don't know if there's something to that. Yeah. Oh, I think there is. I I think in, you know, the eight months of, of our daughter's life, like I, I think I've, I, I'm probably looking at this show differently as well. And, and 
And you're right, Luke. It was such a surprise. We, the whole topic of conversation when we first, you know, knew the show was happening was, is Obi Wan just going to be on Tatooine? Is she going to be hanging out on Tatooine? Though there was a lot of epic, epic moments on tap on Tatooine. I thought they actually could have probably kept it there, but that, that's fine. But then everyone said, now he's going to go off world. But what's going to get Obi Wan off world? Right? It's not Luke. We, I think we we know too much of Luke's you know story just even from a new hope that he's stuck there he never gets the hell off he hell he's about to join the empire just to get away like we kind of know that he's he's there and, and he's looking to, to 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 remove himself from all of that and by whatever means necessary and so what a genius way of of you know having bringing back bail organa to say you know what the only one i could really trust <laughs> who's you know who I, I could still find, I guess, apparently. I still don't remember how they found each other. I guess they had comms. I, I don't remember. Um, bring him back into the May to say, you know what? Like, my daughter's missing, and you're the only one who can save her. And and it was a really powerful moment between them when when uh, Anakin was like, but boy, like, I've got to, my duties are here. And he's like, I forget exactly what he says. I'm just paraphrasing, but it's, you know, doesn't she deserve it? Like, she's just as deserving as the boy. Which was a nice moment in in a in a in, in kind of fixing an injustice of all these years of of you know Leia in these moments and and not getting a lot of story about her. I mean, now we do. We have a lot of of books about Leia's um, uh, you know upbringing and her, and her teenage years and things like that. But um, I thought that was a really cool moment. And 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 whatever you know, people. Some people are cruel about kids and their kids but like she when when the moments were there like i'm thinking um her and obi-wan had a nice moment like the back of a cart i can't remember where that was they had a nice moment on one of the shuttles to where just like her acting chops are there man and then there's moments so she's run through the woods away from these goons i get yeah i get it's a little cheesy um maybe it looked like indoor or something i don't know but like they're kids, but I thought she did a great job, like you said, Luke, and and what a cool way, what a great story that makes sense to get Obi-Wan off world. Um, why couldn't we hit up Yoda? Maybe Yoda could have done it. I don't know, um, but it's a huge risk. It's a huge risk bringing kids in, like you said, for such a big role, um, but it worked for me. It worked really well. Um, I, I look at the show, Luke, as like, Maybe it's unfair, but two really strong bookends. And there's some decent story in there. Some of it kind of dragged on. And you can kind of tell the moments they wanted to hit in a movie. Um, and then stuff, you know, I don't want to call it filler because I think that's stupid. But some of it could have been better. Um, a little bit could have been snooze fest. I, I'm, I'm thinking one moment, um, which I thought was going to be a really epic moment where Reva is right on the heels of Obi-Wan. And it's just kind of a a blah moment with her and the Grand Inquisitor. I know she stabs him, and everyone's like, does he survive? Are they retconning canon? It's like, shut up, nerds. God, like, no. No, they've put too much in the Grand Inquisitor. He's not just going to die. Like, there's something else going on. So that was kind of silly. But that was a moment that I thought was going to be stronger, um, that I thought when, you know, when Obi-Wan finds out, what? Anakin served like I thought that was going to be a bigger moment for me did that did that hit well for you did you think it was lacking at all it was interesting for her to to reveal it to him and that um it had to be addressed because that's a thing that's been debated yeah 
you know, for a long time among, among fans, how much did he believe that when he walks away from him at Mustafar that he's going to die? Yeah. And how long then does it take for him to know that he's still out there? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it, it was something that had to be addressed by the show. And it was interesting that, you know, you gave this, um, new character, the the chance to reveal it to him to try yeah. to kind of like goad him and hurt him and yep. uh, sort of you know draw him out. It was very reminiscent of like you think of in Return of the Jedi when Luke says, like, "Let's go." You know, I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm, I'm going to try to take you know the more pacifist way. I don't yeah. I don't want to be aggressive. That's the dark side. And so he starts to hide from Vader in the throne room rather than like fight him directly. Yeah. But then Vader goads him out. With you know your sister, you know yeah, yeah ex, ex mom like oh I know about your sister I'm gonna yeah. come for her after I deal with you yeah um it, it had that kind of feel like she's trying to do that to Obi Wan but he didn't quite take the bait yeah um so like Obi Wan's always held up as this foiled Anakin you know yeah. of like what what if Anakin had made different choices he would basically be Obi Wan absolutely um so that, that was a powerful moment for me to, a powerful way to do that because it has those echoes of those scenes in return of the Jedi and Ewan just knocks it out of the park for me over yeah. and over again. Um, I think he, he acts it well in his reaction. Um, and I think that was kind of at the end of one of the episodes, right? So it it, was. I think, I think it was nice to throw it right at the end of the episode to see that for him to then, you know, have that realization, um, that, that he's going to have to deal with that confrontation. Absolutely. And it, and it serves the story well as as well, right? Because the whole thing is that Obi Wan finally realizes towards the end of the series is that Reva is an old youngling who, like, how did how did because he says how did you know that? Like, you were too young to have known him. Oh, okay, you were there uh, during Order sixty six. So it, it does serve the story well. And you're right when you when you think of it in terms of you know reminiscent of of Episode six and 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 the, you know. Vader tapping into his emotions and, and, and his thoughts betray you like Obi-Wan could have, you know, lashed out in that moment, but, uh, um, the girl was more important. Um, so that was, that was kind of a moment for me that I thought, um, maybe could have been a little different. I, I I guess it was just maybe, I don't know if it was the scene, the dialogue leading up to that. I'm not sure. But another thing that I was kind of bummed about, um, was the lack of the Grand Inquisitor. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but I thought Rupert Friend was great in the role. I, I thought he's just like quirky and, and it really suited the Grand Inquisitor well. And I wanted more of it because it was so strong in the opening of the show when they're on Tatooine and they're hunting Jedi and whatever his line is, is just like, you know, it's in their blood. Like they have to help people and that's how we're going to weed them out. We're going to torture people. It was awesome. So I was on this high after all that. uh, And then finding out there's other force sensitive people around, they're snuffing them out. Like that was really well done. Um, and even the, you know, the infighting with the inquisitors, everyone's trying to get in the good graces of Vader. Uh, I, I thought it worked really well. So I, I was, I was missing him a little bit, but now kind of knowing that potentially there could be a season two and there's other opportunities, I think, um, for more kind of empire infighting. I want I want to see that. And I don't know if we're going to get that in Andor. I think we will. We're going to talk about that later. We're not talking about Andor right now. Cause I'll go off on an hour long tangent. 
just with trailers. I can't. Um, so we'll talk about that later. But what did you think of the Grand Inquisitor, Luke? I, I mean, satisfying. I know there was a whole lot of people with the makeup and prosthetics that were pissed off, but I thought he pulled it off. Yeah, it was interesting to to include him. I, I think it worked in terms of uh, you know showing how he is in this you know position of power and how Reva wants to get to that yeah. position of power so that she can then utilize it for her. Uh, you know, vengeance quest. Yeah. Um, so I think that made sense that it was tricky for all the fans who knew rebels yeah. um, because they knew he had to survive. Uh, but I think the runner, you know, the, the runners of the show, the, the script writers and everything knew that like, this was going to hit an audience almost certainly broader than the people who saw rebels. Yeah. So that, that, um, you know, fake out of him you know, potentially being dead off the board out of the way was going to work for most people. Yeah. Even though like the more hardcore fans, um, knew like, Oh, well, this guy can't be gone. Either you've broken cannon or he's, he's fine. Yeah. Um, so, but I think they, they knew like this, I heard, and I don't know what, what all these numbers are for the streaming services, but I heard it was, Obi, you know, Kenobi like broke the streaming records on Disney yeah, plus. Absolutely. Um, like one of the most streamed things ever on the, on the, the service. So like it's hitting an audience way broader than the animated star Wars shows do as good as they all are. Yeah. And as much as I would recommend them to everyone, they just don't hit the same audience. So I think that all worked. Um, I I'd love to see Rupert back in the role in another series. Yeah. When you talk about, you know, the quote unquote more fillery things, so many of those things are potential, uh, you know, like backdoor pilots or connections into other series. When you, you know, I loved um, the introduction of this idea of the path. That's basically, you know, like yes. the, underground the underground railroad, railroad yeah. of the Jedi. I think that's a really great concept that could come into a lot of different stories and other yes. series and other uh, and other media even. Yeah. Um, so you know, you could call that that part filler, but it kind of introduces this cool new storyline. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to see Quinlan Voss connect, uh, potentially connected to the path. So yeah. that would be a cool way to bring that character back into the fold. That would be awesome. Uh, and, and, and another fantastic addition in the show was Tala. The uh, I, I don't I can't remember the actress's name that, that played Tala. Uh, the uh, the spy, right? The, the Indira Verma. Yeah, yeah, Indira Verma. Yeah. Blew it out of the wall. Like she is a fantastic imperial, and she can turn it on. And then you know you're even kind of left hanging moments. Like is she pulling her chains? Is she is she actually an ally? Like, but I, I thought that she's someone we could even see more of in in you know stories told before. I don't know how deep we're going with andor could we see her in andor i i hope that would be awesome so you're absolutely right luke that there you know some of that stuff that may not have made the headlines um can really add to to future storytelling uh and i love the drop of quinlan boss there that was that was awesome um did obi-wan see his name there i think he did didn't he <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there were some of those people who dug into like all the carvings on the wall <laughs> yeah. and translating from Arabesh, you know. Yeah, and I think people said there might have been a, like a mention of Quinlan Boss on the wall somewhere when they were in that like secret room. Yeah. Um. So that that was 
you know, what a lot of people would love. Um, or we're even speculating, oh, he's going to show up in the show itself. Yeah. But that was a stretch. I, I could see him coming back in animation because that's the only time he's had a, a speaking role. Absolutely. <laughs> and he was in like one episode of the Clone Wars. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to see that character again. Obviously, we're all big fans of Dark Disciple around here and would love to see, I would love to just see that show or that book taken and, and animated into like a movie um, as a way to reintroduce Quinlan Boss and maybe use him in, in other things. But I don't know, we're getting a little far afield from Kenobi at that point. No, I, 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 I am all for it. Um, another really powerful moment. Um, it's right around that time, um, when they're, they're learning of this kind of, uh, this underground kind of passage. We're in this little village and we have, you know, Vader showing up. Um, and it leads to an Obi-Wan Vader confrontation that honestly I didn't see coming that kind of quickly. I guess it was kind of midway through the show, but Luke, there was a terrifying moment where Vader's walking down this, like probably the, the main, you know, route in the village. And I don't know the camera work in this moment. There's like at this tilt and he's just walking down the, this, the street, just choking people out. I think at one point he was dragging someone. It just terrified the hell out of me. And, and it just, it took me back to, to villains of my childhood. Like, Michael Myers or like walking down a street or like something like that. It was just, it gave a lot of power behind Vader and, 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 and just like rogue one reminds the universe and the galaxy, how powerful he really is. Um, Even if he is more, you know, machine than man, that was a terrifying moment. I mean, and obviously the, the battle with Obi-Wan was pretty brutal as well. What did you think of that whole, that whole scene there, Luke? Yeah, it was uh, tough to watch because you would you see I think he kills at least one person in that sequence. Yeah, um, just brutally, just to instill like you know fear amongst the people there, but also to again try to draw out Kenobi and, and draw him into a confrontation because the Kenobi that that Anakin knows that Vader knows is you know somebody who's going to jump out at that moment and springing to action, but he's still, um, you know, so overcome with the the trauma, uh, of the, the fall of the Jedi and the fear and just wanting to stay hidden more than anything. Yeah. Um, and to see him, you know, sort of feeling the pain of all the people around him as that's going on, but not being in a position where he can, you know, ease that pain, stop that pain. It reminds me a little bit of like, I've touched on this before, but in that, um, high Republic book where they, the, the Nile use like the suffering of others around the Jedi to like hurt them. Um, it's very reminiscent of that. Absolutely. And there's a, I don't know. Obi-Wan's journey throughout the series reminds me a little bit of Luke Skywalker as well. Right. Like, take some time to kind of remember why what he's doing is important. Why, you know, that he needs to be compassionate and empathetic. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of Luke Skywalker. Um, you know, I should say the last Jedi Luke Skywalker kind of, uh, that I could see a little bit in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so that was a really fantastic moment. And, and then they're, they're stuck on this, whatever it is, hideout, you know, Vader's coming, but Reva shows up. 
Obi-Wan's there. You know, he's telling everyone, like, hey, they just want me. They don't want anything to do with you guys. And you're like, no, like, we're a we're a unit, Obi-Wan. Okay? Like, you've got people. Like, he just puts it all on his shoulders, right? Just like, I know. They just, if I go, the the come on, Obi-Wan. You know they're going to destroy everyone in that, in that, in that hideout. But um, there was a moment where him and Reva both come to the door. And he reaches out in the forest to just kind of, like, see where she's at, try to, I don't know if he's reading her mind in that moment, just to have a connection. And Luke, this was the top two moment for me in, in this entire series. Um, you know, Reva's backstory, they definitely alluded to her, her kind of uh, beginnings at the beginning of the show, showing order 66 and the temple. You're like, why are, why are we here? What do we, we all remember this very well. Um, you know, I'm not uh Star Wars theory. I don't need to see a bunch of kids getting massacred. What what are we doing here? And oh, okay, yeah, this is probably Reva. So it kind of, you know, we kinda, everyone kind of saw it coming, but that that didn't bother me because man, um remind me of Reva's name again, the actress. I this is terrible because I knew all these before. Oh, let me. Oh, Moses Ingram. Moses I have the Ingram. page. <laughs> I have yeah. the the cast all pulled up so I can No, thank thank you. I I this this lady can act. And in this moment, man, I actually shed tears for her because she's very strong in this moment, but really just becomes super vulnerable with Obi-Wan and really connects to him. Um, when Obi-Wan kind of figures out what's going on, you were in the temple. Um, he betrayed you. And she's like, I, you know, I wasn't strong enough. But then, like, where were you, Obi-Wan, when he was killing my friends like and then Ewan's face they, they have a nice profile shot I, I it just wrecked me Luke that was the second best moment in that entire series even though we knew where Reva was from even though that was very obvious she sold it man and there's a lot of pain there and she's only one of a couple of people that we know that survived order 66 and she went down a different path Cal Kestis was one who, you know, I, I mean, he's, I, we, there's a lot of story to be told about Cal Kestis. Maybe Cal goes dark. I have no idea. I don't think he does, but maybe he does. Um, there's a new book coming out about Cal Kestis and sometime in the future. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to read it. And I can't wait to play Jedi, uh, uh, Jedi Fallen. Oh, God, what's the name of the game? Jedi. I don't even remember what the new name is. It's something or other. Something in the shadows. Probably just made that up. But. So she's one of a couple people and 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 to learn that this like this is how she thought she would get justice. Um but a very vulnerable side. Luke, what did you think of that moment talking through the door? I immediately thought at any moment she was going to stab him with a laser sword, but she waited till the very end to do that. Well, what did you think of that moment? I mean, going into the series, she was the the character we knew was in the show who was the most mysterious to me. Yeah. We knew the least about her. We knew she was going to be a big part of the show based off of the publicity and everything we had learned before it, you know, was released. Um, but for me, she was, yeah, this huge mystery. And I, I really enjoy the backstory that they came up with. Um, like most of the inquisitors, they, they are fallen Jedi. So it makes sense that, you know, the, her perspective of being there and for order 66. But even once you knew that for me, it was still kind of a, a surprise. Maybe I'm just a little dense, but it was still a surprise to me that she kind of revealed that 
she's been playing this long game of vengeance yeah where ultimately she wants to be a good inquisitor in order to get close enough to vader to to exact this revenge upon vader that was really interesting and unique idea to me yeah and even though the idea of like taking down this evil you could see some noble nobility in that cause but she kind of um fell to the trap of like the means justify the or the end justifies the means, you know, like, um, she'd let herself fall to the dark side. Um, but, but it sort of tricked herself into thinking it was okay because of this end she was seeking was ultimately good. And, um, but I think, you know, by the end of the series, the end of the series or maybe season, if we're hopeful for a follow up, uh, you know, Kenobi kind of showed her that, that the, the, the ends don't necessarily justify the means. Yeah. And, and it was, it was such another moment to show how broken Obi-Wan was that he almost deserves to get caught. And, and that it may just be painless, you know, to just get this. I, I don't know. I, he just felt like a broken man in that moment. And, and we all kind of know that, but like, it's just the way that you insult it, man. In those moments where I'm like, he just thinks he just deserves almost to die. He knows if he goes out here, he's, he's screwed that, you know, if he's captive, Vader's just going to destroy him. But it's, it's not even so much about just to me, like doing the right thing in the moment to save these people. He just almost, almost feels like he just thinks he deserves that. Um, and I think then later on he realizes, no, I'm, I'm a part of something bigger but the next generation has to survive if we're actually going to do anything about it. And I've served my purpose. Um, God, what a great moment. I was not expecting that moment and I was not expecting it to, to really get me as emotional as it did, but just like she was just a kid, man. And, and what, yeah, Obi-Wan, what were you doing? You, you, there's, you can go back and, and look on his, his interactions and how he handled Anakin and say you could have done things differently. There's, I mean, it's easy to look back. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and this is all fiction that we're talking about. So, does it really matter? No, it doesn't. But uh, it's just wow. It really kind of breaks your heart um, to think that just Obi Wan just kind of, you know, had hit rock bottom really at that point and said, "Here's here's someone that here's someone else that I failed." <laughs> um, and she blames, you know, she blames Vader, but she's also blaming me. Um, even though I tried to stop him, I don't, that, does she know that? I have no idea. Um, that was a, that was a great moment. That was a great moment for you. Luke, it, it, before this finale, a potential finale discussion that we talk about, what else were you really enjoying in, in that kind of in between story? I mean, really to go back to, to young Leia, just, just the conversations that, that, yeah, she was having with Kenobi. You mentioned kind of oh. when they were on that the back of the transport and that, um, you know, more uh, agrarian planet, yeah. and just talking with each other. And she has that thought of, "Wait a second, are you my real dad?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and he has to t- talk to her um, uh, about about you know her her parents. And that, I guess that's kind of a little bit into the finale. But um, all those moments, you and you know, like so you know, warm to her at first. It was like, you know, she was a nuisance. She was grating on him and he yeah. was just like, we just got to get you back to your parents. Cause shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then how, how much she sort of, uh, you know, 
tenderized his his cold <laughs> cold heart and he you know warmed to her and and shared with her such special moments and insights into the the, the biological parents that she never yeah um got to know that and that's Luke you're exactly right these are the these are the kind of moments that this series it was meant for this like you said we can kind of place where they're going to go with the story we all kind of know how everyone ends up but it's it's to give a little more context and and a little more connection with these characters that we already know we see an admiration that obi-wan has for padme that i doesn't necessarily come through so much in the prequels at least for me i think in revenge of the sith at the end it does but for him to to speak of her so highly and, and and comparing Leia to her mother, I, I heard some people saying he's talking about Satine in that moment. I was like, "Shut up! He's not talking about Satine. He's talking about her mother." So I'm sorry if I offended anyone. And they thought these no, he's talking about her mother. And I thought, Luke, you're absolutely right. Those moments that they had, they were so emotional, and and you never, at least maybe that's just me, and and, and maybe how dense I am. I never really kind of saw, you know. Now, if you bring in Clone Wars, I think much more, there's a lot more respect that Obi-Wan has for Padme and, and how strong-willed she is and stuff like that. For sure, that adds a lot of good good stuff there. But that really that really hit home for me. Um, Luke, were you one that he thought he was talking about Satine? I, I didn't... I, no okay, way. No okay. way. All those references were, were definitely Padme. Absolutely. And I, I loved every one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, it just connected to so many things, like you said all the depth that is in what we were, you know, were treated to through clone wars that enhanced so much of what was given in the prequels and everything. I think it, it tied through and, you know, I don't need everything to be, um, you know, over explained. Yeah. A lot of people complained about like, why would Leia name her kid Ben solo, you know, and talking about Kylo and, um, this enriches the relationship of yeah. Leia and, and Kenobi, which helps like support the idea that she would end up naming her son Ben, which yeah. I don't think w- was needed. But when you have it, it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice connection, a nice like enrichment to that idea. Yeah. So I, I think it this series for me just um, like so many of the, of the series have have done. You know, I think the best thing about Disney Plus is is how well. Um, they've managed to connect so many things and, and yeah. enrich all the different stories that are in this this galaxy. Yeah, and it, it also even added a little more history of young Leia and how it was a lot more challenging in her upbringing that I think that any of us even realized, even reading Princess of Alderaan, and how uneasy she was being adopted into this family that she had family members saying you are true Argana. Like there was a lot of growth for Leia in this show too. And then going the, you know, at the beginning being uneasy about this, her father's kind of, kind of speak to her um, and, and, and kind of remind her that she is deserving. She does belong here. You can, you, you really see that that doesn't really, you know, settle her uneasiness, but going through this journey with Obi-Wan and him talking about, her mother, it really brings some peace to her. And I think that's really compelling that I, I kind of got that from this. What is she eight years old? I have no idea how old this actress is, but like 
that was a really great moment. And and even something as simple as that adds more context and backstory to, to Leia and, 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 and that I never would have thought you thought, yeah, she's just kind of a spoiled princess and she grows up in a great home and, you know, yeah, she, good thing she didn't know about her father, but everything was kind of fine and dandy. And we learned that's not necessarily the case in princess of Alderaan, but this kind of adds a little more to that, that, you know, things weren't so great. Things weren't so easy. Um, so I thought that it was great that Obi-Wan could kind of provide that for her because he's the only one that really has a connection to her past. Um, and her dad's just not going to come out right. Tell her that because he's got to protect her. Um, so I thought that was really awesome that Obi-Wan was really willing to share that and even compliment Anakin in those moments and say, you know what? You have these, these characteristics of your mother and you also have these of your father and they make you who you are and you're fantastic. I thought that was such an awesome moment. Boy, a lot of feel good moments in the show. Now that I'm thinking back on it. Um, it's been several months, so I'm forgetting a lot of this, but just, just really fantastic and an unexpected story with Leia that makes sense. And, and had a lot of had a lot of had a lot backing it. Um, Luke, this finale, um, it was it was an interaction that I went back and forth with for months, I guess years. If we're if we're being honest, as to do I need a confrontation? Do I? You know, I was only expecting one confrontation. I was not expecting Obi Wan to really get his ass kicked and burned. Um, I was not expecting that at all. Um, he gets his ass kicked twice, really, to be honest. Um, but this final confrontation, I didn't think I needed it. You know, we know how things end up. Is it, is it screwing up canon when, you know, Vader, you know, talks to, to, to Luke and, and, and all this and that. Um, I don't know, but it really was a great moment the fight was fantastic the scenes were great um you have obi-wan lifting rocks which was kind of funny i laughed in that moment i don't know if i was supposed to laugh but i was like this is hilarious i never expected obi-wan to have such power uh, but he's one of the greatest Jedi of all time so why wouldn't he um but a moment very similar to something we've seen luke and rebels which is crazy that it hits even harder because we've seen a very similar moment with ahsoka and and and, and vader what did you think of that scene, man? It just, I don't know. You're getting a little Anakin. You're getting a little Vader. And I just, I, I literally, I, I tweeted this and I think our, you know, 30 followers saw that I said, I, I literally cried for Vader in that fight because it just overwhelmed me with how unfair the universe has been to Anakin Skywalker that he made choices and he ultimately made the wrong choices. But like the universe was really unfair to that kid. And there's a lot that really led him to this moment. And I was reminded of that scene, getting his butt kicked by, by Obi-Wan and, and, and be, not being able to breathe. I was just, I cried for him. Luke, it was, it was insane. But what did you think of that moment, man? Did it deliver? Was it enough? Is Did you need it? Yeah, I think I kind of said this earlier and I said it to a few people talking about the show that I feel like I could have almost written a lot of the the, the beats of that, that finale and that final confrontation. But again, or not, not written, you know, I'm, I'm not the, the TV show writer talented type of person, but like the, the concepts and, and the, the ideas that were going to be presented, like I, I could have easily predicted. But again, it was executed so well. It was acted so well that it was powerful, emotional. I was, you know, choking up, tearing up. Yeah. Um, I've watched that 
you know, at least twice in both times. I think it got more powerful even the second time, which makes me say that it's, you know, really well done, that yeah. it, it gets better the more times that you see it. Um, I think it was, um, you know, the idea that you're saying about the, the, the choices that Anakin made, I think that was such a powerful thing because in the, in the first confrontation, any sort of mid mid series, uh, mid season, you know, Anakin says to Vader says to Kenobi, I am what you made me, you know, really putting all this blame on Kenobi and Kenobi, um, internalizes that. And that's why he is in the state that he is not ready to take on his full power as a Jedi and, and, you know, be very, um, out there and fighting for justice and good in the galaxy again, because he's carrying that guilt and that weight of having failed Anakin. So it's such a powerful moment to me when, you know, he says to Anakin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for everything. Um, because yeah, could the COVID Kenobi have done better? Yes. He could have done better. Could Yoda and Mace and Plo Koon and whoever else in the order have done better to, to help Anakin. But ultimately it came down to in the moment, Anakin makes his choice out of fear. Yeah. He gives into the fear. He makes the choice to go to the dark side, um, to give into his fear and, and for Anakin to own up to that in front of Kenobi finally in that moment to say, you know, you, you didn't, you know, this, this isn't you. I, I killed Anakin. Yeah. The Vader, the darkness killed uh, Anakin, took him over. I chose to do this. Um, I chose to give in to the darkness. I think that was really powerful to see that. Um, and it, and the weight that it lifted off of Kenobi in that moment for him to now go forward and say, I I can be a force for good in the galaxy. I can be there for, for Luke and or Leia when the time is right, when the time is, you know, that we all need to step up against the empire. Um, that, that for me was all, all really powerful to see and i i want to you know go watch it again talking about it yes it's a moment that i hate to put people down that i saw a lot of people on social media getting wrong again people saying that he's reaching out to obi-wan and trying to make him feel better he's not folks it's it's to not give obi-wan any credit (laughs) for where he is now like just like you said, Luke, it's a completely it completely contrasts from what Vader said in the moment mid season. Like he, that's how he needed Obi Wan to feel to feel weak, and that he failed, and that served him well. And in this moment, when his ass is kicked, it's to say, <laughs> "You didn't do this. I chose this. This is my choosing. Anakin's gone. What's left of me is is the real me now." It was a very powerful moment. And just the way it was shot with it, there, there's there's no intention of, of oh, when there's blue light on his face, he's, he's, that's the real Anakin. No, that, get out of here. No, it's it adds drama to the scene. Yes, but there I mean, there's conflict in him. Don't get me wrong, because as we all know, obviously, at the end of Star Wars, you know, Anakin is redeemed, whatever. And even at the end of the series, Luke a very interesting moment with Palpatine that I want to get to in a second, but the way I may not be remembering the rebels conversation much with, uh, with Ahsoka, but the way they did this, obviously with the face being exposed, giving Hayden Christensen a moment to really 
a very brief moment, but to really show, man, he had this crazed look in his eye. I do. I'm like, dude, I'm only seeing one of your eyes and you look deranged. It was amazing. And so, yeah, keep. Yep. Luke's going to address something. So the way that they had his his voice kind of mechanism going in and out and you would hear moments that were very clearly Hayden Christensen and then moments that that uh, James Earl Jones's voice would pick up and, 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 and it would feed off of it. it was just. It really just showed that, you know, yeah, Anakin's still there, but that Anakin's gone. Luke, I was just talking about the the way they messed with his voice in those moments, and they had, at times, you clearly just heard Hayden Christensen come through, and it was very almost vulnerable, so I can see why people could kind of think that, oh, this is him kind of saying, it's okay, you don't need to worry about me. I can kind of get that, but there was a vulnerability there that it was just him and not the voice kind of the mechanism, but then it would get interrupted with James Earl Jones. And it's just kind of just like now, like that's he's still there. That's still Vader. That's still his choice. It was, it could not have been done better. I, I just really don't think it could have been done. Um, and it's so surprising because it is so similar to the rebels confrontation. Um, it's even similar. Ahsoka. You hear it. It's 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 um it's it's what's his face that that does the voice work for, for yeah, Matt Lanter. Matt Lanter, yeah, it's yeah. very clearly him. Um, and I gotta give props. I don't know what I mean. James Earl Jones still has it, obviously, but James Earl Jones doing Vader in Rogue One was a completely different Vader. They nailed Vader's voice in this show. It sounded just like Episode Four. It was fantastic. Um. But that was such a great moment, and 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 once again, he, uh, it, uh, Ewan McGregor, when he is just like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry for everything." I just wept, Luke. It was, it was mind blowing. I can't imagine being on the set of that and how real that moment had to have felt. I they probably shot it once, and we're just like, "Yeah." That's it. We literally don't have to do this again. It just felt so real and it felt so God as little, you know, airtime as, as him and Anakin got, you know, together in the show, you felt it, you felt the connection, but you do also, like you said, when he says that was me, man, I killed him. You see a, some, 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 some peace. Okay. Well, yeah. now I can do. He still can't. He still can't slay him. It was funny. We were we were watching the the, the finale here to get pumped over the podcast. And Holly goes, "Geez, he should just finish him off." I get that, but it would make for a good story, Holly. But yeah, but, and it's funny you mentioned kind of like uh, the, the moment where more Hayden gets to come through. Yeah, the Vader mask, and uh, you know, there's so much hype and marketing around the fact that Hayden's back with you and. Yeah. They didn't, you know, they didn't hide it that it was going to be a big part of the show. Yeah, they put it out there. Um, we we didn't get as much Hayden as I might have liked. Yeah. I, I liked that there was the flashback. I know. Um, I was like, having Hayden back in the show, it can't be just all Vader all the time. There's got to be like a flashback moment. Yeah. Um, I thought that was all executed well, and it the way it, um, you know, showed that he, he sort of still hasn't learned some of these lessons that Obi-Wan was trying to teach him 100%. back when he was still, you know, his 
guiding him as a Jedi, um, it, it made me long for more Hayden to, to have more opportunities. I hope we get some Force Ghost Anakin. I know has been heavily rumored in some of the other series. I would yeah. love to see him him more as Hayden and not. You know, I wonder. You know, I don't know how much it matters. Cause I think I enjoyed the show, but. I kept wondering, you know, when you see Vader on screen, is Hayden actually in there? Or like how much yeah. how much how much did Hayden run around in the in the suit and everything like that? Um and how much would it have mattered if he did or didn't? <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, I think uh, he did. He yeah. he said he put on recently, I think thirty five to forty pounds to fill out the suit. So he said I was just taking in calories all day. So I think he was in there quite a bit. So um but he did it really well. I mean just whipping out the lightsaber going for lunges i'm sure you know a lot of the stunt work probably would be very difficult to be in a helmet probably wasn't a lot of him but i mean they did train they did a lot of training together again just like they did in revenge of the sith so i like you man wanted more hayden what i do really appreciate like you said the one thing i wanted was more moments of like a like anakin haunting obi-wan like when he saw him in that that agrarian planet you talked about out in the distance on this like on this like uh ridge just put down like i wanted a little more of that haunting obi-wan we all kind of know that's that's kind of what's happening but um i wanted a little more of that i wanted to feel a little comic booky kind of like that but i really did appreciate what they did with that simple you know training session there was so much packed into it. And like you said, they did a really great job of reminding you that while they were brothers, they had two completely different philosophies on how to accomplish things and patience and all this and that, and remind us, this is why they got where they are. Um, they, they are long lost brothers, but there's a reason why we are here where we are and it's the choices they make. Um, and it was a very simple lesson that he was trying to teach him while they were doing that, but it was really effective. Um, they did a pretty fantastic job of making them kind of look. I mean, I, I, Ewan's hairpiece probably could have done. They could, probably could have spent a little extra time on that. Um, I know he couldn't grow it out, but maybe touch that up a little bit. That's just nitpicky. And obviously, you can't make Hayden Christensen look like he's freaking 20 years old anymore, guys. Come on, he's 40, uh, 40 plus maybe even. So um, I thought they did a really great job with that. Uh, he had the braid and everything. So it was it was it was very, it was very necessary. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, it was a cool flashback to see seeing freaking Coruscant again up in the up in the up in the spires. That was awesome. I'm here for that. I need we need more Coruscant. So really well executed, I thought. Um, and just, I, I mean, I don't know, Luke. Would you call the the final confrontation one of the top moments in Star Wars? Yeah, I think it, it could go down as that. Uh, you know, like I said, I want to watch it again. I, I feel like every time I watch it, uh, it will get a little bit better. And it was a special moment sort of outside of the story itself. You know, like uh, for for me, a lot of Star Wars is, uh, especially the prequel era, is going to see those movies with friends. Um, you know, that's such epic memories for me, yeah. but, you know. Uh, especially Revenge of the Sith. Um, and, and, you know, so much of the the streaming era on Disney Plus has been so great, but it's always, you know, it's so much of just like me by myself <laughs> at home <laughs> watching something, you know, sometimes like, oh, getting up early enough to watch a show before work so yeah. I don't 
um, you know, miss anything. But, you know, I had this nice coincidence where um, my mom had planned a family vacation and uh, we were all together at, at a beach house. Um, my, my brother who lives in, in Chicago, um, you know, I don't see in person all that often, is the other biggest Star Wars you know, fan in the family. And, uh, you know, it just happened that, uh, the, the finale was being released while we were on vacation together. So it was really cool that I got to watch it with him, um, and kind of have more of that communal star Wars experience. Um, so that was, uh, a a nice, really nice coincidence and and made it more memorable for me. That's awesome. And, And I hope, I hope you get, to have more moments like that. And I hope more people are, are getting to do that now. Hopefully that, you know, the pandemic's a little better. Um, and maybe we can have those moments more often because they were really epic moments. I will never forget going to see rogue one in theaters and, and seeing Tarkin's face and looking at my friends and being like, the heck is happening. It was just like epic moments or, or, you know, Going to see The Force Awakens and, and The Crawl comes on, Star Wars, uh, Episode 7. I Just like looking at my friends and be like, we joked 10 years prior when everyone's like, will they ever make an Episode 7? Will there be more Star Wars? And then freaking George Lucas goes on an episode of like 60 minutes or something said, nah, we're done. <laughs> I was like, shit, okay. Well, it seems final. And they look back and say, wow, look, look at those moments. They don't happen very often now. And 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 whether that's because we're figuring out Star Wars movies or do we want to make them anymore or is it still too close to the pandemic or are we, streaming's where it's at? Maybe we can have more of those moments more often, which would be great, but it can feel a little isolating and a little less epic when there's no one to really share those moments for. Um, it was so funny today. I, 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 I scolded Holly. She, the epic moment was coming. I turned to her for affirmation that this is epic. And she's on Instagram on her phone. I said, Holly, you need to remember how epic this is. We're about the podcast. No, I did not yell at her or anything, but I was just like, whoa, phone down. What are you doing? So, but it is nice to have those moments, you know, someone else is jumping over the couch with you and, and just to feel like a kid is just great. And it's it's so awesome that we can connect to this, this, th- these productions in, in such a really strong way um, that we still can as as parents, as older people. We, you know, we're uh, you know, I'm a little farther removed from Star Wars than I have ever been since I started enjoying it. it it's it kind of makes me sad. That's why I was like, so excited to talk about tonight because it really gets me pumped up. It makes me feel positive about the future. About the future. So I'm glad that we're we're still getting these stories and 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 when they when they have that sort of effect, um, boy, it's a it's a great time to be to be a fan. So Luke, I go. I hope you get to have more of those moments. And, and now you can just come over here and we can jump over the couch together because um, we're that's probably going to be happening a lot for Andor. I'm going to I'm just going to disclose right now guys. The Andor hype train left for me over a year ago. When everyone else was snoozing on it, I said, "Watch out. It's a sleeper show. I'll find the freaking episode. I'll find it." Mike said, "It's a sleeper show." I'm telling you right now, it's going to be one of the best Star Wars productions. And boy, just Luke, can we tease 
an Andor conversation. And we haven't watched the show. We have with no early access. I don't think the thing's wrapped yet. Actually, it has wrapped. It's going to air in early September. So it's just around or end of September. I don't know. It's just around the corner. But we're going to talk about the trailer and all the teases and what Diego Luna's saying. But Luke, you saw the trailer, yes? Yes. Yes, I did. I was just trying to, sorry for the delay. I was going to look up like what, the, what the hell is the release date now? Cause you know, <laughs> they've moved it around. I swear. I think the original release date was like tomorrow yeah. or t- today, or, yeah. you know, was right around now. So this, um, is it the 23rd in al- of September? In an alternate universe. We would, we have already <sighs> like seen the first episode, I think. I know. Um, so I was, <laughs> was going to check like, when the hell are they releasing this thing now? Cause they moved it. Yeah. Um, and I can't keep track anymore. When is Bad Batch coming out? When is Andor yeah. coming out? Um, no, but the uh, it, it's gonna September twenty first. It looks like okay, so okay. a few weeks. So um, just tease me, tease me. I mean, are you intrigued? Yeah, the I think it's gonna have a bit different feel than a lot of things we've seen so far. Yeah, uh, that that trailer uh, that we have, or in some of the teaser stuff that we've received it and has just its own kind of unique feel to it. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I like you said, I think, uh, um, they poured a lot of resources into this. I think it's going to f- feel more theatrical the yeah. way it looks than some of the stuff we've seen. Obi-Wan Kenobi, for, you know, that series from a story point from a, um, actors executing point, you know, all very good, but there was, you could see some of the, the budget trimming and points um, were, were fairly obvious. And for me, it didn't take away from the enjoyment because of the, the other aspects that were, you know, so strong. Um, but this, this looks and feels like, like all around uh, it's going to look more like the theatrical releases. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm loving the Stellan Skarsgård bits we've gotten oh. so far. He looks really great. Yeah. Um, Diego Luna, what an actor. Did you see yeah. that clip they released? That's oh, not really yeah. a trailer. That's just a scene with him and Stellan. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, Dude, it summarizes this show yeah. so well. And that's why I, can't, I cannot wait to get into it because this is the nitty gritty of the rebellion. This is – I'm going to tell you right now. If I would have been at a theater – Going to watch, I who the hell knows what? I don't know what I'd be watching. And the trailers are coming, and that trailer drops. I probably would have shit my pants in the theater. It was a theatrical trailer. I, I, I just the way it's shot. It's I, I, I don't know. Tony Gilroy, we're gonna get into this in the next conversation. But Tony Gilroy told us he's like, this is different, guys. We don't. Sorry, I, the volume's cool. I don't do that shit. Sorry, like we don't do it. And 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 I think Disney knows that they can that they need to do something different here because like you said, Luke, you got Obi Wan, you got you and McGregor and Vader running around. Yeah, yeah I, the set, yeah, I could I could see where it's man, eh, this is kind of cheesy. It feels like television. But who gives a shit? Like you and and and, and Hayden are going at it. Like it, you can get away with it. This needs to be more epic. And I think we're gonna get more stories branched off of it. It needs to be freaking blown out of the water. And I think Tony Gilroy and company is going to deliver. So I'm excited. That's just a tease for the excitement. So I'm going to, I'm going to put one of Caroline's diapers on for the next conversation because <laughs> we're probably going to break that trailer down, you know, piece by piece and, and, and go over how exciting it is and all the teases that we've gotten since. Cause this thing's coming up. You're going to start seeing some TV spots here soon. It's a month away. 
and it's probably going to be one of the best Star Wars productions ever. Um, Rogue One's one of my favorite movies, and I feel like this is, I mean, they told us this thing's going to bleed right into Rogue One five minutes before it or whatever. And then all of a sudden they tell us there's going to be a season two. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, I didn't know that. Maybe you stop telling us there's another season. Like, stop doing that, Disney. We don't need to hear it. Um, why do they keep doing that? I have no idea. Um, just let it play out. But everyone's doing it. House of Dragons just dropped. They're like, hey, we got a season two. It's just like everyone just shut up and let people enjoy the show. And then they'll be like, yeah, we want another season. We're like, oh, cool. We're going to give you one. Anyway, I'm super hyped for Andor, but I, I really wanted to give Obi-Wan Kenobi its due and spend a whole episode talking about it because we kind of missed the hype train or whatever, but it was it was a really impactful series. Did we need it? I don't think we need any of these. You know, I don't, I don't think we've needed any of it. Um, but Luke, when you when you compare this with the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, where do you where do you put it amongst those three? Gosh, it's it's hard to to compare because it is like of such a different era. Yeah. Um, but there's I a mean, blaster I, to your head and you have to <laughs> you have to put these one through three. What, what do you got? I don't know. I enjoyed, uh, especially Mandalorian season two so much. I don't know if it, if it beat that, I can't honestly say, but it's, it's neck and neck. Um, Ewan's just so fantastic. It's hard to say he's not the best. (laughs) So it it was, um, I I think it will age well. And I think that's, what's important for these series because we go back and we watch them. I almost fear a little bit with how much, content they'll eventually put out that I you won't be have time to go yep go revisit these so you kind of have to uh you know hopefully we don't get there hopefully I still like have a desire even when there's five six shows a year that you still go back and watch some Kenobi and I think that will um you know be the true test of, of how it stands up over time so can Absolutely. we keep going back to it and enjoying it I think we will I agree and and I know though Luke is very excited for that Ahsoka series. I mean, we maybe we'll see some still soon. I don't know, but this talk of Hayden and maybe wanting to see him a little more has me excited. Maybe we can see some more acting chops. Maybe you know we can we can tie in those moments with Rebels. I think that could be a really emotional series as well. A um, lot of potential there with Thrawn. They're already announcing the casting um, for 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 pretty much everyone. I think um, other than Ezra Bridger. Yeah, we know Sabine at least, yeah, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So still waiting on the Ezra Bridger reveal, or maybe we'll just have to wait. Um, so there's so much to look forward to, guys. Um, would you would you put an eight? I'm going to hold you to the question. Obi One uh, is that number one so far in the live action series, or is it Mandalorian? <laughs> all all in, all seasons encompassed. Oh boy. Yeah, I say right now maybe Mandalorian. Um, but it, it's neck and neck. Okay, boy. Well, we'll just wait for season two. Obi One Kenobi. It's just Obi One hanging on Tatooine. Like, yeah, we did a bunch of epic stuff, and now it's just to be him living his best life, uh, talking to Qui Gon, up updating his hut. You know, he's got some new digs. Um, so looking forward to a potential season two. I, I guess Ewan thinks they're doing it. He said they're just <clears throat> buying time. So. <laughs> I just had a great idea for a show. It's love it or list it Tatooine. It's he's got some Jawa contractors come in and redo his hut. Oh, Dude, I'll you tell you right. An, 
You guys did a nice job. I think I'll stay. I'll stay. There's some interesting design choices in the Lars homestead. I don't know if anyone noticed this, but uh, uh, Owen is going up the stairs, and then the stairs do a hard, hard left angle, but there's no landing. Like the stairs just go up and then more stairs start. Weird design choices. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but that's another moment we never even really talked about. You know, Baru having a real kick-ass moment and, and uh, her saying, hey, dude, we don't need it. You and I, we got this. Why are you freaking? We don't need the Jedi. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I've been hiding some shit in this home. Like, don't worry about it. That was awesome. Um so so props to the Lars. Uh may they rest in peace. A little moment of silence for the Lars family. All right, guys, that is gonna do it for us. I said it in the beginning. We're back. We're back, baby. And you're gonna hear that again from me until I either, you know, croak or Star Wars isn't, you know, interesting to us anymore. But we're gonna be back next week. We're gonna talk about Andor. Uh, and some other fun stuff. Hopefully, Holly will be able to join. I really, you know, she's really bummed out. We could not get the baby to stay asleep tonight. It's really challenging. Uh, I'm sure you parents understand that to to podcast uh, or really do a lot, um, especially you know when you're trying to get on sleep schedules and stuff like that. It's challenging. But I really appreciate you guys' patience. Um, there's going to be some more updates in the future about about other things with our patrons and things like that. We'll we'll get to all that here shortly but i really appreciate appreciate you guys sticking with us uh dropping in your feed we'll be there week in and week out going forward so you hold us to that um luke thanks for showing up tonight buddy uh and all that awesome obi-wan insight i freaking love it this is why we do it because luke and i have really just talked about work for the past few months and it's been terrible luke and we haven't hardly hung out like i've just been a hermit you know learning how to be a dad um and luke's already got that down pat so uh luke and i are going to get back to uh doing what we do best and that's talking about nerdum and 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 we're going to the brewery luke we're getting out of the house we're going to hang out with with the elders it's going to be great um so guys you're going to see us here next week stay tuned for some some juicy and or talk um we love you we'll see you soon and may the force be with you <laughs>